Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your Chief Security Fanatic here, and today I once again have another 2022 end-of-year roundup for you. This year has been the year of hospital cyber attacks, and if you follow me regularly, you know that to be true, as every Sunday I do a Breaches of the Week video and podcast, and every single Sunday it is littered with healthcare organizations and institutions. Now, this reporting is coming uh, initially from Politico, uh, specifically by Maggie Miller of Politico, and I think it's a really good primer for this discussion. And so with that, let's go basically back in time a little bit before 2022. While the numbers for cyber attack related hospital deaths are hard to come by because of the variety of contributing factors and the fact that deaths can occur weeks or months after the actual uh, disruption in care, some of these deaths are directly uh, attributed to cyber attacks. Now, as I've mentioned before, uh, both in Breaches of the Week and in uh, my normal daily podcasts and videos, in 2020, a ransomware attack in Dusseldorf, Germany, basically shut down a hospital. They had to reroute ambulances and a patient died while being rerouted to a hospital further away. In 2020, I recently talked about this because there was an update uh, to this legal case. A woman sued basically an Alabama hospital after the death of her newborn baby. She was alleging that doctors failed to carry out critical pre-birth testing due to a cyber attack on uh, against the hospital that was going on at that time. And the baby was born with the cord around its neck, meaning they did not disclose and the doctors did not disclose that they could not access the equipment as they were working on this unborn child, which means she could have made it to, let's say, possibly another hospital or healthcare facility that was not under cyber attack and got the care that this infant needed that basically uh, that baby had brain damage. Uh, it was something like six to nine months later and that infant died and uh, she is suing or has been suing that hospital in Alabama. I've been bringing you guys up to date on that one over the last couple of years. On top of this, in, in 2021, a study from uh, cybersecurity and spam filter outfit Proofpoint, as well as the Ponemon Institute, surveyed more than 600 healthcare facilities and found that mortality rates actually increased at a rate of 25% in these facilities following a ransomware attack. Basically, what I mean by that is of the 600, 25% or a quarter of those facilities saw uh, basically a higher mortality rate as a result of a ransomware attack. Now, according to John Riggy, who is the National Advisor for Cybersecurity and Risk at the American Hospital Association, and I quote him, it's time to, and I quote, view these types of attacks ransomware attacks on hospitals as threat to life crimes, not financial crimes. And quote, I completely agree. As I've mentioned this before, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, I do believe that a cyber attack against the hospital that leads to death or contributes to that is tantamount to a murder charge or um, basically attempted murder. So I think that is a huge, huge thing to talk about. Now, and to quote Mr. Riggy again, unfortunately, 2022 appears to be another record year in terms of the volume of attacks against U.S. healthcare and the volume of sensitive patient information, which has been either stolen or compromised by these foreign-based cyber adversaries, end quote. Now, even without figures that attribute deaths directly to these hacks, it's clear that attacks on hospitals are disrupting care at obviously dangerous levels. And as these attacks increase, those dangerous levels are going to increase as well. In one example that I reported on previously as well, in 2022, uh, I recently did this one actually, I think within the last month or so, Common Health Spirit. Uh, they said they are the second largest nonprofit healthcare system, compromise the personal data of potentially millions of patients. It was reported in political. 600,000, but they claimed in 2021 over 20 million 
patients, and that includes electronic medical records, uh, obviously, and that's a huge problem. And according to Politico here, that also uh, allegedly caused one child to be accidentally given five times the amount of medication that was needed, meaning uh, I'm guessing the cyber attack took that down and they miscalculated manually what that child needed at that healthcare facility. And here we are. Common Health Spirit, for the record, is also out of Chicago. Um, And so I got that news pretty regularly being in that locale as well. Another attack in November on three hospitals in New York. I remember this one as well forced basically doctors to move to paper charts because everything went down. They are not the only ones. I've reported on attacks in France as well uh, recently around Paris that have had this issue. This is a huge problem. Now, according to data from the Cyber Peace Institute as well, the average cyber attack on a healthcare system leads to 19 days of patients unable to receive some form of care on average. In one case, a cyber attack led to around four months of disrupted medical care. Now, on top of this, we have a lot of hospitals that are the only healthcare facility in a lot of places, especially more rural, both here in the United States and also around the globe as well. And if that goes down, you are potentially causing delays of hours and hours and hours to get to healthcare facilities. So for example, and this is true, I had a motorcycle accident, I wanna say almost 20 years ago at this point, and it took me forever to get to a hospital because I was literally in the middle of nowhere, took the ambulance 45 Five minutes to get to me and then another half hour or so to get to the local rural hospital because I was out in the boonies just messing around on a motorcycle and here we are you know so so these are things that are I, I think super super important I've talked about this and I've also mentioned before that you know as the the chief spokesperson of the the COVID-19 cyber threat coalition at the beginning of the pandemic we were essentially looking at all of these IOCs or indicators of compromise to the tune of almost 100 million a day trying to basically catch these fake phishing web Websites, but also relay this information to hospitals. As their spokesperson, I was also interviewing CISOs of like the Cleveland Clinic, Denver Health, and others to see how they were combating the cyber attacks as they were spinning up mobile hospitals. And in the middle of a pandemic, the last thing you want are cyber attacks against infrastructure. Some ransomware gangs said, we're going to skip the hospitals. Others said everything is fair game. So it was a hot mess. But this is a huge problem that we continue to have. It's something that I've talked about continuously, not just here on the videos and podcasts, but also on my uh, radio show as well. And so we need to basically be, maintain more vigilance. Uh, we also need to prosecute those that we find, not to Mr. Riggie's point, as a financial crime, but as a capital crime, meaning murder or attempted murder. And I think that will really send a shot across the bow. So I think Interpol and uh, every other international law enforcement agency, as well as national law enforcement agencies around the globe, should really band together and say, if you hit a hospital, you will be charged with, with, with a crime above and beyond just ripping off the hospital for money. And so there you go. I think that helps to combat it. And that's an unfortunate one. But as we wrap up the year, I'm looking at all of the stats through 2020. And unfortunately, this is one of the big ones that we have to be aware of. And hopefully uh, the hospital or healthcare system in your area is not going to go down anytime soon. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.